Everybody, welcome to this week's edition of All the Way. This is your host, Big John, and I'm Phil X. Oh, Phil X, beating your chest, Phil X. Oh yeah, because I, I got like a congestion, so you know. Oh, I you got to loosen that. Yeah, shit I figure it help. Yeah, it help. It All help. Right. You know, I, you know, folks, Phil X is a man of uh, physical means, if I can say that. What are you saying? Well, you, you know, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just asking you because usually I get that from the women's. <laughs> so, you know, when yes. a dude says that, I'm wondering yes. what you mean. Yes, yes. Well, I'm wondering, like, I, I, you seem like a guy who takes care of himself. Like, I try. You got the guns, right? Yeah, yeah. You lift, you lift weights. Oh, yeah. I was, uh, you know, doing 260 for reps just the other day. 260. Yeah, for fun. No warm up. No warm up. You do you like work at all? Uh, of course, man. No chicken legs on here. Absolutely. No chicken. I like Phil X. He's committed to, to working out, Phil. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have to. Out. I never work out. Oh, yeah. No, we can tell. Don't worry about it. Oh, all right. Good. Yeah, it's, I, I can't do it because I, I want to keep the the sexual musk at bay. The sesquiter. <laughs> you know what I mean. I can't have right. oh, so that. Right. So you're basically saying you don't get it. No, I'm just saying I can't have that in the atmosphere. In today's Me Too culture, I can't have that. Oh, I can't oh. have that. I don't know how you're doing it, Phil. Hey, like, yeah. Probably because, like, do you work out with the with the mask? Of course. Look, I wear this mask all the time. I can't go out there twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. Because if I go out there, people will recognize me if I don't wear the yeah, mask. Absolutely. But if you only wear the mask on camera, wouldn't they recognize the mask? Oh shit! <laughs> all right, ponder that, Phil. All right. This week in All the Way, we I think we have an, a nostalgic episode, Phil. Okay. Um, you know, it occurred to me watching my kid run around, watching his friends run around, uh, you know, just in general observing the youth of America. You know what? You know what struck me, Phil? What's that? They're all pussies. <laughs> okay. Uh, and the reason I say that is what I mean by pussies is they don't seem to have a sense of of it being acceptable to suffer in life. You know what I mean? Like any sort of obstacle, any sort of uh, hardship becomes like this dramatic, drawn out experience. You know, it's gotta be, oh my God, you know, um, the the buses aren't running on time or my car is, is broke down. I may have to walk 10 blocks to get somewhere or, you know, I may have to <laughs> shovel the snow outside. Jesus Christ, it snowed. You know, I'm supposed to shovel. What the fuck? You know, right. what are we living in? Like the caveman day? You know, it's, they're soft. They're all oh, yeah. soft. No, we got to go back to the caveman days. Yeah, we have to go back to the caveman days. That's what I'm saying to you, Phil. Yeah. And by caveman days, I mean like the 70s. Oh, okay. You know, when it was still technology, Phil. But what I'm trying to get at, you know what I think the main problem is? Everything, you know, it. and I blame soccer for this. Soccer. Soccer. How the fuck soccer is playing? Soccer is a meaningless fucking sport. People run around. <laughs> kids run around. They just chase a fucking ball. When they get to it, they don't pick it up. They just kick it a little bit further down the road. It is just like symbolic of everything that's driven our kids to become soft. You know what I mean? Listen, 
anything where girls and boys can play competitively on the same oh, field, shit. it's not a fucking sport. Oh, let's, shit. Let's be honest, okay? Listen, when we were kids, me and you, Phil, mm. we're almost the same age. You and me, we played games in the streets of New York City. NYC, baby. Oh, hell yeah. And if a car was coming by, hey, that's a car's problem. You better wait. That's right. Like, there was no, like, yeah, see, kids now, Phil, I don't see kids playing in the streets of Manhattan anymore or in the Bronx Mm-mm. or in Queens, Mm-mm. Brooklyn. Mm-mm. Staten Island's not part of New York. No. But you don't see kids playing in the streets of New York anymore because of traffic. You might get hit by a car. I hear parents all the time. Well, I play in the street. What are you, crazy? You might get hit by a car. Listen, we played in the street. Yeah, we got hit occasionally. Yeah. But we're still here to talk about it, Phil. Yeah, I mean, I remember one time my my, my, my buddy Jose was like, yo, go long, go long, go long. I went long, went right into a taxi. <laughs> and then guess what happened? I just got up. Brush myself up. Like, yeah, that happens every day. It's all good. You know, I think that's happened to every kid growing up in the Bronx because someone did that routine with me, go long. Yeah. And I ran headfirst into a car. <laughs> yeah. But it was parked, you know, but I ran headfirst because it was right. an out pattern, you know. Oh, and up, you man. Know? So I got caught, but because I was a little bit taller and it was like an import, like it caught my thigh oh. and, and I caught the ball like this, but I made the catch. Oh, that's, that's what counts. Because I'm a man. Oh, shit. Even oh, then, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So I caught it, but when I caught it, my hand literally went through the windshield. <laughs> and there was a fucking dude in the park car. And when I lunged and I looked down, the fucking guy was like this in the car. Uh, oh, man. Well, that's what you get for parking there. Yeah, and my dad had to pay for it. He wasn't happy because he had to pay yeah, for that oh. windshield. Because it was, you know, it was like a guy in the neighborhood. He was sitting in his car warming. Remember in the days you had to warm up your car? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he was out there, you know, we were just playing touch in the street, you know. But... Kids today don't have that experience, especially in, in the cities, Phil. Like, if you're out in farmland, nobody gives a shit anyway. But, I mean, if you're in the city, yeah. these kids are, are not tough. You know, they got to toughen their leather, Phil. Oh, for sure. Because they got them too soft doing this from yeah, the TV. Yeah. That's all Preach. it is. This, Preach. Yeah, this is, I'm being tough on the, uh, Madden right here on the screen. You know, it's <laughs> like, come Facebook, on, man. Facebook, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to hashtag that motherfucker. You know, it's like, that's not tough, kids. But listen, some of the games we had... That's how, so it starts at youthville. That's what I'm trying to say. It starts early. The pussification, the soccerification of America, <laughs> if you will, begins early when you want to play non-contact sports. <laughs> like if you have girls, they can play soccer. If you have boys or people you intend to grow up to be men, you have them play football, baseball, basketball. Mm-hmm. Those are the sports you want to get into. But there's also street games they got to play, Phil. Yes, sir. So we're going to go, I figured we'd go down memory lane, maybe to inform the people, the parents out there, uh-huh. what kind of games we played in the streets of New York, me and you, Phil, that we can impart onto them. Let's do it. So let's I'm going to read off a couple. Let's let's go down memory lane. The first one, and this one was benign, but it was interesting. It was called Scully. Scully? Scully, Skelly, Skells, depending on what part of New York you were in. Okay. Now, legend has it, this game started in the Bronx. The X. So... In the Boogie Down. I'll take credit for this one because I was born and raised in the Boogie Down. Okay. I know from Queens. Oh, Queens. yeah. Q-U-E-E-N-S. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doing the finesse. Exactly. But in the Bronx, we had something called Skelly, Skulls, Scully. I know that. So, Phil, I, had, I sent you a picture. Put that up on the screen behind me so people get an idea of uh, what a Scully board looks like. And, the, and, you know, you took some chalk 
you, you, you drew it out in the middle of the street. You found a manhole cover, and that became the middle of the scully board, right? Right. And you drew the chalk around it. And, the, and there were 13 boxes, and the idea was you get like four or five on the team, and they played against each other. You would get bottle caps, right? Yeah. And the, and the thing was to push them by flicking them like this across to each square. So you'd go one to two to three to four. Five, so all the way around to 13. Now, there were rules. Like, if you hit some uh, another kid's cap, you automatically advance to the next square. Plus, they, they had to shoot from wherever you knocked them off. Oh, so man. If, so if you got lucky and, like, some son of a bitch cocksucker you've been playing all week and, and losing to, like, if his skull, his cap came next to yours, yeah. you were like, motherfucker, you take <laughs> a running start at that shit, you know, and fucking push it halfway down the block. You know? Yeah, and yeah. that guy, you know, your cap would be like, oh, I just pick it up and move it to the next square. His cap, he'd have to shoot from, <laughs> like, literally two city blocks away if you, yeah. if you got a good running start to it, right? And that game, we'd be in the streets for hours in summers. I'm telling you, we'd keep ourselves occupied. And, of course, the guy who lost, the guy who came in last every game, he, he the next game, he was always the lookout. Like, he couldn't play, but he would stand in the street in front of you going, car! Right. So you could run out of the street and not get run over. Car! Yeah, yeah. That was always the worst job in any game. You had to yeah. be the lookout. You had to be the lookout. But you know what else was good about Scully there? What's that? Half the art was finding the right bottle cap. Oh, that's true. And then you had guys being like fucking alchemists trying to figure out what, like, I mean, guys worked on their bottle caps like the way you see uh, like hockey players work on their sticks, you know, like when you right. see a hockey player waxing the stick, then taping it up, then bending it the right way, or a guy breaking in his glove in, in baseball, right? Oh, uh, yeah. That's the way you worked your cap. Like, I mean, I remember... Back then, you didn't have Snapple, so you didn't have the wide. See, you wanted the biggest cap you could find right. because it was heavier and you know it was bigger. So if you touched the line, ah, you know you didn't yeah, have yeah. you know. Most kids ended up using the old school, like Coke caps. You know the ones that you had a um, with the can opener. You know the bottle opener, not the screw on screw off, because that was pussy. We didn't have that in the seventies. <laughs> you know, so you get a Coke cap, or maybe if you were lucky, you'd get a bottle, a beer bottle cap, which was a little bit bigger in the day. Right. But then somebody said, "Hmm, physics." Some people got smart and said, "You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna melt some Crayola in the middle of that shit." Mm. Being kids being like amateur uh, chemists, you know, right? They, they like, and then you had these urban legends, like you know, green crayon melts better than the red crayon. <laughs> it was the same fucking crayon, you know? right? Right. And you'd have kids in their kitchens, like putting these caps on their gas ranges and putting in just the right amount, and you'd see them cut. And the next thing, you, and that was your pride, man. You'd show up with your with your Scully cap, and people would be like, ooh. Feel that it's heavy. Oh yeah. And then somebody decided it would be psychedelic if you mixed two colors in the cap. So right, right, sure, right. And everybody knew it was yours because it was red, green, and white or something. Right, shit, right. You know? said, and that's when it started getting a little gay. Yes, it got a little gay, but not <laughs> right. a lot. No, not a lot. I got to tell you though. And then people were like, because to, to get that nice slide, right? Yeah. That's why you played in the street, by the way, instead of the sidewalk. The sidewalk was too bumpy for that. Shit. Right. Like you couldn't get a good slide. If you played on tar. Yeah, Black tar, which is what New York City streets, you know, there's no cobblestone in New York for the yeah. most part. It's all tar. 
that shit was smooth. It was like playing on ice, you know? Oh, yeah. So what else did you do? You put the crayon to melt it in there? Some guys then took to sanding the bottom of the cap. I was going to say, my friend did that with the, with the beer bottles back in the day. You know, the ridges. Yes. You know, like, so they would just like sand it down, going on the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, someone I knew, he actually drew a dick on his. <laughs> And we were like, yo, man, why you drawing a dick, man? That shit is gay, man. You gay. I said, nah, because I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> I'm fucking your bottle cap. Oh, yeah. But there were guys getting into fist fights over their scully caps. I uh, mean, like, I remember full-out brawls. I remember one time the legality of my scully cap came into question. <laughs> In the Bronx, man, on Heath Avenue, uh, Kingsbridge. Right. And I'll tell you, it... It almost came to blows because somehow I got lucky. My my parents used to shop like once every month. They'd make a pilgrimage into Astoria, Queens from the Bronx. Uh-huh. And they'd go to all the Greek stores, the Greek grocery stores, because that's yeah. where they were. You know, so it was like an hour trip, you know. So they'd go once a month and get all the Greek staples my mom needed. So one day my father comes home with a, a jar of uh, Greek olives, right? Mm. That shit had a cap like this wide on it. Oh, shit. And I had my eyeball on that. I told my mother, because there was no such thing as recycling back then. No. Because we weren't pussies back then. I don't know. Dirt is being destroyed. Too bad. Fuck you. We all got to die sometime. Anyway, so I told moms, I said, don't you dare fucking throw that jar away. <laughs> I want that goddamn cap to myself. Yeah. So I took this thing. I'm not exaggerating. It must have been like this big. It was like wow. Reverend, it was like Reverend Al's medallion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, like the size of like um, <laughs> like a hubcap. Shit. That's like the size of some you know girls' assholes after I'm done. <laughs> so I took that shit. I think I melted like five crayon, five Crayolas into that shit. Damn. It must have weighed close to a pound. It was like a deadly kung fu weapon. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, like, uh, uh, Bruce Lee would have been tossing that shit around in people's foreheads. But anyway, so I show up one day. Here comes I, And I was, like, 50-50 at Scully, right? Uh-huh. If I played against the older kids, I always lost. If I played kids my age, you know, I typically would win more often than not. So one day I show up to play with the older kids, you know, the teenagers. And I was like, yo, here's my Scully cap. And that thing, like... Two or three of them were like, yo, cool, where'd you get that? From? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, like, that's like a trade secret. That's like a nuclear secret, yo. You ain't giving up where you got that. Oh, uh, fuck that. And I had scraped off the name, you know, the, the branding on the... Oh, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just sanded that shit right off. Like rappers, when they used to peel the labels <laughs> off the off their uh, groove. You know All right. I mean? You were like, my precious. My precious. And like three of the kids said, like, no, yo, man, that's illegal. And I'm like, what the fuck is illegal in the street game? You yeah. Know? Yo, it almost came to blows. Wow. It almost came to blows. And because I was smaller than the mic, I can get my little Pepsi cap. But yeah, Scully. Scully, Phil. You ever play Scully? Yeah. Yeah? How'd you do? Nah, I sucked. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. What can you do? Yeah, that's when I was like, you know what? Why am I going to push like this shit, right? When I can just like. Do this shit with women. <laughs> yeah, that's a nah. I, you you know, got as, soon as, as soon as I saw the flicking, I knew Phil was going to turn it into a finger banging <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. joke. But good for you, though. I, I salute you. If you were really finger banging instead of skull. Oh, hell, man. Finger bang champ since age seven, son. <laughs> uh, all right. You know, then there were the common games. Mm. You know, like stickball. Street yeah. stickball. Who, who in New York grew up without playing stickball? You had to play stickball. Oh, so. of course. Like, where did you play stickball? In the street? Like, in the oh, schoolyard? Where'd you go? We played in the street, schoolyard, 
and like uh you know, in the projects they have that common right. area. Right, right. Yeah, that's where we play too. That one, we would get our asses kicked because we'd always hit a window. Yeah. So they'd always come down, say, Yeah, what you doing? So ah oh, shit. And we th- thought it was fun. I was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna work on our speed too now. Uh but yeah, no, but usually we went to the schoolyard yeah. just because we could draw the button, spray paint the box. Yeah, you used to uh, yeah. uh, spray paint the strike zone. Yeah, the strike, strike zone. zone. Yeah, it was weird for us. We didn't have schoolyards in the Bronx because most mm. of them were locked down even then. Even in the 70s, they used to chain them up. And it was yeah, no, we would just have the fence. Yeah, no, I couldn't do that. Uh, we um, had the fence. But we used to play in the street. And mm. it's funny how you adapt as a kid in New York because, like, we didn't have baseball fields in the Bronx. Like, mm. the only one there was Yankee Stadium. Who the fuck's going to go there? But so you go in the street, the manhole covers home. Right. The next manhole cover is the mound. Right. And then the the buildings, like especially in the Bronx, you had narrow streets. Yes. Manhattan has wide streets. Yeah. But Bronx and Brooklyn, for the most part, very narrow streets. Yeah. So you have like a row housing on either side of the street, right? Right. So, you know, for those that don't know, row housing is connected homes. Yes. They're, each one is its own home, right. but they share common walls with their neighbors. Right. There's no such thing as front yards. No. Uh, it was stoops. Uh, no front yards, no backyards. It was just a building. It just right. went up. That's it. Well, in the Bronx, those were your foul lines, were the buildings. Yep. You know? So if the ball hit the building, it was a foul ball. Yeah. And they, But you had to hit it. So when you swung, you not only had to make contact with a Spaulding traveling like at major league speeds with a broomstick handle. You couldn't use a bat. Yes. You had to use a broomstick handle, yo. Yep. With the with the tape wrapped around it to, to get that nice little... Right. You had yeah, some good grip, grip on there. And hitting that ball was... Was not easy. I like I played high school ball. It was much easier hitting a baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than trying to hit a pitcher with stuff in stickball. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, but you were right. We also suffered from the broken windows, yo. Yeah. And what 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 would happen when you broke a window? Get your ass kicked. Of course, like roaches, you'd scatter. Yeah. Like, oh. Just like fucking bam. That that's the best part. I remember one time it was my friend. We, and that, now this is gonna. It happened in football and baseball. So he had the football. He had an NFL football. Right. Right. And he had like that regular, you know, blue spalling ball. Right. 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 So remember one time the football hit a, a windshield, and we're like, oh shit. The spawning ball hit like some window, and we're like, "Oh shit!" And we all scattered like roaches, like you right, said. Right. But he always had to go back, go, "Oh damn, my ball!" <laughs> <laughs> so he yeah. always had to go back to the scene yeah, of the it crime. Was somebody's ball. Yeah, right? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <clears throat> but you know, kids forget that shit. And you say like, "Why well, aren't there cards in the streets?" Yeah, you know what happened? That was part of the defensive strategy. Oh yeah. Because when the lookout would go car, everybody had to freeze. So if you had a good hitter coming up, you always kind of slowed down your your pace if you were the pitcher. Because mm-hmm. you wanted to wait till a car was coming by. Then you give him a pitch he can hit because then he could only run so far before the kid, the lookout would yell, car. Yeah, and yeah. Freeze. You know, you couldn't go any further. So that was like, hey, you know, for stickball, I don't know if this was just in the Bronx, but you had two variations, right? Mm-hmm. One was where you pitched normally, right? Where you right. had to just throw the ball and there was a catcher. Or the wall, like you said, you would throw up against the wall and you would just wing it. The other one, I saw some variations where you put a box in front of the hitter, like in, uh-huh. yeah, like you would draw a box, 
And the idea was that you had to pitch, but bounce the ball in the box first. Yes, we played that also. Yeah, that was a variation which yeah. cut which cut down the pitcher's advantage because now you couldn't like at some point, you know, when you're a teenager, you're throwing 50, 60 miles an hour. Right. You're not going to hit the ball with the with the no matter how good a hitter you are because that stick is like you know how broom handles. Yeah. What about this stick? You're not going to hit right, right, right. with it. Yeah. So to make it sort of even, you the pitcher had to hit the you know right or it'd be a ball yeah and no. by the way who was the ump in your game, in your game? there was always a kid who would say the ump right? oh that, that, that was always like the fattest kid who could play <laughs> you know? say, that was like the spazziest kid who couldn't even play <laughs> he was fatter than the lookout <laughs> oh yeah but it was good though it was good though because if the ball got by the batter yeah it's hitting one of his tits right exactly you know what I'm <laughs> he was so. a backstop <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah uh <clears throat> Phil, you know what else is a classic New York game that they don't play anymore? That was, was really good for them. It's 26. 26? I don't think I played that one. Yeah, that's the basketball game. Oh, tw- 21. You played 21? We got to 26. No, we played 21. All right. Yeah. So those around the country, sometimes, like, if you're in an urban area like uh, Boston or Philly or Chicago, you might know this as New York 21, mm-hmm. New York 26, uh, because we invented it. You know, I'll take credit for it. And it's basketball with no rules. Yeah. And people are like, what the fuck? First of all, you played on concrete, right? Obviously. Of course. Schoolyard. You had a hoop. Yep. Uh, And it was the type of hoop that had like the iron pole Uh, underneath it holding it up. Like it wasn't like a hoop that was attached up high to like a wall or a fence or something. It was like an iron pole set in concrete. And then the hoop was off of it, right? Right. Uh. 26 or 21, depending on which borough, I guess you came from the Bronx, mm. 26, I guess in Queens, it was 21. Yeah, 21. You got two, so it was like between 8 to 12 kids in this game. Right. But they weren't playing teams. Nope. It was each man for himself. Yes, that's why we also call it every man or every nigga. There you go. What was that? Every man or every nigga. Very good. I just want to make sure you use the A. Oh, the ER. man. I, I got my black. Because we can't stand I, racism I, on I, 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 got my, I got my people. I got my people. <laughs> we don't want to be racist. No. Yeah. I ain't racist. I don't have the power to be racist. <laughs> That's true. I can stereotype, <laughs> but I can't be racist. There you go. There you go. Um, but the funny part was that, you know, so you have 8 to 12 kids, sometimes up to 15, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Each man for himself. And basically... You get the slow kid again, the ref, and he would just like toss the ball up in the air and then run off the court. Oh uh, no, we didn't have that. everyone. Everyone played, even no, the no, fat I mean, kid. No, I mean, but like to start the game, right? There was oh, yeah. like like the equivalent of the jump ball, but like with fifteen people. Someone had to toss that ball up, right? So you'd start, and whoever got the ball now has to try to get a bucket. But now it's like one against ten <laughs> or fourteen. Yeah. Right? There's nobody to pass the ball to. Nope. It's like every man for himself. Now here's the funny part. There's no fouls, Mm-mm. no traveling, Mm-mm. no no nothing. So in essence, I don't even know why it's basketball because you really weren't obligated well, to bounce the ball. Yeah. But people try to keep the spirit of it. Like you, right. like it always amazed me that people didn't just play football with it. You know, just put the ball under their right. arm. And, but they tried to. Well, we play with the violations. So you could double dribble, you could travel, all that stuff. Yeah. So we play with the with the rules, yeah. which made it harder. Yeah, of course. You know. And what happened was you got two points for a bucket, mm-hmm. but every time you got a bucket, you would go to the free throw line. Yep, and you get and three you get shots. One, and you get up to three shots. Yep. 
and it was worth one point. Yep. Now, the key was that you had to land exactly on 26 or exactly on 21. Right. So, you know, if you've, so you were fucked because if your bucket brought you to um, uh, 17, mm-hmm. you had to strategize, right? Like, do I miss the free throw on purpose or whatever? And if you missed a free throw sitting at 20, mm-hmm. you were fucked. You had to go back to 15. Because there was no way for you to hit 21. Or if you were, uh, okay. you were exactly at 25, you couldn't get to 26. Yeah, yeah. Because each bucket was worth two. See, for, for us in Queens, it's different. You can get to 21 however you get to 21. Right. But then once you got to 21, you had to hit a three-pointer. Oh. When you missed the three-pointer, you go back to 15. See, you guys made it a little bit easier. Probably because the NBA had the three-pointer at that point. See, when I was growing up in the 70s, we didn't have that shit. Yeah, no, we there, there, there really wasn't, like... Uh, like there was no park with a three point line, nothing. Right. But we just said, oh, it, it just has to be a far, right, far right. shot. You you just put some clothes down or something. Yeah, was it was like you know the yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the top of the key. Right, right, right. You know, right. if you were a woman, you would recognize it as being the penis head on top <laughs> on top of the penis head. That's where you had to take the shot. Yeah, that's very good, by the way. I um, but but, and you say, well, what's so hard about that? There were people like I mean, flat out, you'd go drive to the hoop, and someone would punch you in the face. Oh man! Or like if you're in midair, they would push you into oh, that big yeah. metal pole, and you'd hear like you'd hear like the sounds that came out of New York 21, New York 26 was like you'd hear clanging. Yeah. Like that'd be somebody's head bouncing off that steel pole. I remember once I was heading to the court to play with two or three of my friends, take on whoever was there, and yeah. one time we walk up to the court and there's this guy, and one guy has his forearm in the back of his head. And pushing it into the chain link fence. So when you got there, it was like, oh. <laughs> and you're like, isn't that a foul? No fouls in 26, yeah. motherfucker. You just keep playing. Yeah. And if you got cornered, I used to see kids fucking pussy out, just take the ball and heave it to the other end of the court. Yeah. They weren't even trying to score. They were just trying to avoid getting hit. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting. But you know what? Sociologically, here's me getting a little you know intellectual on you, Phil. Kids naturally formed a lot, even though there were no teams. Mm-hmm. Kids formed alliances. Like if there was a kid who was two, three inches taller than everybody else, or somebody mm-hmm. who was like bigger, the other kids sort of like instinctively ganged up on them. Oh yeah, you know, try steal the ball or block. You know, you have to go through four people to get it. Now you have to understand, like when you quote teamed up in twenty six, there was no formal arrangement. Mm-hmm. There was no such thing as our team won. Like you still had to individually win. But it was interesting how people teamed up. And see, that's what I that's what we mean that kids are soft because they don't have these games. Like, that's what happens in the business world, ladies and gentlemen. You form alliances, mm. you go after people, you, you collaborate, you take down, as dirty as it sounds. That's why you have everybody acting like a chick in corporate America now, where they're all like, hey, he's not collaborating. You know, go fuck yourself. Do it yourself. Achieve on your own first, then try to help somebody else. Then try to get help from someone. <laughs> no one's being a team player. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you think Michael Jordan was a team player? <clears throat> hey, no. well, now, now there's some debate on that. But, <laughs> but you know, never got there's some debate on that. But you know, I, you know, we can say uh, Kobe Bryant, right? Kobe Bryant. Someone goes, "Hey, Kobe, there's, there's, there's no iron team." <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, but there's an iron win, motherfucker." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and it was. Like, so it was a mentality that made you learn how to survive is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. 
You were good at I I I can see you being good at twenty. I killed it, man, because I was always a big dude. You're a big dude, and then I had a a, a nice J. Yeah, you love your hoops. Oh, I love hoops. Oh yeah, I'm. Well, I ain't gonna give away some shit, cause yeah, <laughs> but yeah, now I love hoops, and I'm good at that shit. Hey, what about uh, Johnny on the Pony? You remember that when you were what younger? What the fuck? That sounds like some pedo shit. <laughs> it sounds like gay movies. I get it, but like, did you ever hear Red Rover or something like uh, that? Red Rover, yeah, yeah. So we had a variation. Red Rover, Red Rover, redhead bend over, yeah. Yes, right. So we had a variation of this called Johnny on the Pony. And basically, we, the first kid would go and, like, um, maybe grab a, a light pole or something. Uh-huh. A telephone pole, right? And now he's bent at the waist. I know this is going to sound super, <laughs> super porno, but so he's bent over at the waist holding on, right? Uh-huh. And you had teams, usually seven on the team, right? Uh-huh. Six, seven on the team. So the first team would go form a human chain. So the first guy would hold on to the lamppost or maybe up against the wall like that. The second guy would put his arms around his waist and bend over. So at the end, it looked like almost like a human centipede centipede or a mattress, you know. Put up, put up the picture, Phil. And, you know, so you had kids lined up like that, right? And, yeah. and then they go, uh, somebody would yell out Johnny on the pony. So the other team, each guy on the team, their job was to run Full force and jump somewhere onto this fucking mess. <laughs> and, and the object of the game, I'm not shitting you, was to break the chain. Uh-huh. So when you got a kid to let go, yeah. and like the, the line collapsed, your team won. You got a point. <laughs> then you'd switch. Now, can you imagine the stupidity involved in a game like this, right? People ended up... <laughs> People ended up with fucking spinal injuries, Phil. Like people who couldn't walk were paralyzed from the waist down. Their necks got fucking broken. I mean, but if you if you were the one who let go, you'd be like, pussy, you fag. Like, <laughs> now, if you were on that line and the guy behind you fucked up and let go because he, he couldn't take like 200 PSI on his back or something like that. If you were really talented, you'd fart on the way down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just to teach that cocksucker a lesson, Phil. Uh, yeah. I was just imagining. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. Like, I was good for that because that, you know, the team I was on always wanted me to be the kid that jumped. Because <laughs> I weighed like a ton. You know, so I would jump and I'd be like, motherfuckers, here I come. And every so often, the other team would take the L. Because when I was half in midair, they just let go and let me fall to the ground. Oh, man, that's funny. Because they would be like, we're not taking that whale on our back. Yeah, but that I, fucking game was crazy, Phil. I'm just, I'm just imagining why I'm cracking up so much. It's like, you know, a bunch of kids playing this game. And a bunch of vans rolling down the street. <laughs> yeah. You know, the black ones with the candy in it. <laughs> yeah. And like seven of them come. Like, Yo, we got next. <laughs> yeah, we used to play different blocks. Yeah. Each other, you're right. That was crazy. We got next, man. <laughs> Dude, in the Bronx where I grew up, in the section I grew up, every block was different ethnicity. So the block I grew up on was a bunch of Greeks and Italians. Yeah. The next block up was like Dominican. The block behind us was all black kids. Yeah. Dude, I'm not going to even pretend there was racial harmony. We fucking went to war. But the way we went to war wasn't with guns or knives or anything. It was this shit. Johnny on the Pony in similar game. Oh, right? man. We just played rough man football. <laughs> It's like, yo, 86th Street, which is where I was from. 86th Street versus like 90th Street. And we'd all play on like uh, 32nd Avenue. And we'd have all summer, we have like a tournament, like a season. 
And then, uh, you know, then we'd have the Super Bowl and, you know, we won a couple of those. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. And, you know, Queens is like so many different people. Yeah. You know? Well, wait a second. Let me ask you this. Did you have, uh, we used to call them city steps. I don't know what the real name is. But did you ever have, like, in your part of town, these steps that, you know, when you had long blocks, you know, like, say, half a mile long or a mile long, that, where there was no cross streets. So people could get from, like, this, like, your street here to the next street here. Like, if the, if the block was long enough, you didn't want to have to walk, like, half a mile that way to come back another half mile to go up one avenue, right? Right. Because it was on an incline. So the city would, like, every, like halfway into the block, would have constructed these concrete steps. That yes. Were, you know what I'm talking about. I know like, what you're talking about. You know what I, uh, for people out there, if you, if you saw the movie The Joker, the yes. latest Joker yep. movie, the one where um, <clears throat> Joaquin Phoenix is dancing Dancy, down the yep. steps, those are examples of city steps. Yep. Now, in some, uh, let, let's see if we can find a picture, Phil. Um, in some instances, those things might be two, three hundred feet yes, high. Yes. You know, it was like, it was a good, you might go the equivalent of four or five stories up on these steps, oh, right? Yeah. Well, when you had these steps on either side of the step, don't ask me why, there was like maybe six feet of just concrete. Yeah. Or cobblestone. Right. Right, so you had the steps in the middle with the handlebars, you know, the handbars, handrails, and then if you stepped over the handrails, there was about six feet to either side. Yeah. That was just... Nothing. Just concrete. Yeah. So I don't know why it was designed that uh, way. I know why it was designed why? that way. And this is the way we used it. Yeah. Uh, we take our bikes. <laughs> Get straight down that shit. Oh, see? All right. So you're, you're halfway there. I was, we called it city step sledding. Yeah. So whenever there was, um, like, say, a, a snowstorm or an ice storm or something yeah. like that, those, because it was on an incline, yeah, and because it was slick from the concrete, you know, it was like you know, paved over concrete. That thing was like going down an Olympic level ski. Oh slope. man, oh yeah, and we had rules to that shit. You had to find a big enough cardboard box that you flattened out, yeah. And by the way, no real sleds, no boxes, no, 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 no cartons. You had nah. to use a cardboard, like a refrigerator cardboard box or something equivalent, flatten it out. Mm-hmm. And you know how luge people get on it with their feet pointing yes. forward? That's for pussies. You'd get on that shit <laughs> first. Superman, that shit. Yeah. And if now, and we would time each other. There'd be somebody at the top and somebody yeah. at the bottom timing that shit. And by the way, you know what is at the bottom of those steps? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> the fucking street is at the bottom of those steps. Yeah. So half the time, you were taking your life in your hands. Because you would go down there maybe, oh, I don't know, careening at 30 miles an hour <laughs> down this fucking thing. If you, were, if you were nervous at all, you would go off into the side. Right. How do you steer a cardboard box? Right, right. You can't. So if your weight went to one side or the other, you ended up crashing full speed into the equivalent of a concrete wall. Yep. Now, if you could manage to calm your fears, which took like five or six times easy. Mm-hmm. You'd go down this fucking thing at break, literally breakneck speed. I never appreciated the meaning of that phrase mm. until you do this because you could break your fucking neck. Because remember, you weren't smart enough to sit down at feet first. You sat down at head first going yeah. downhill. Oh, man, Phil, I can't tell you how many times I fucking chipped elbows, scraped my... Because then, yeah. how do you slow down? That's the other thing. Right. When you hit the street, <laughs> it's like a drag race. You know how they have the, like, the parachutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
we didn't have parachutes, and you had to stop before you hit the street because you never right. knew when a goddamn car was coming well, or when people, old people, would be walking yeah. on the side. So you had to like you hit the bottom of the slope. If you made it alive through that, then you had to go from thirty to zero, super fast. So how do you do that? You don't have like a brake handle, or right? Anything. Literally, you would put your forearms down. Now you try to keep them on the box and just somehow you know like you know grind it to all. But sometimes that shit slipped and you eat up your your forearms. Now you had a coat on probably or something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you would still you go home and my mother would look and say, What the hell happened to your forearms? I'm like, nothing, my one of the one of the black kids beat me up. <laughs> oh man. Well, this is what we did, right? Because we cared about other people's lives, right? Yeah. We'd be at the bottom. Yeah. And we'd line up like uh bowling ball pins. Right. Right. So we can look out and see if anyone's coming. But it was also like to play around. Oh, this dude's coming down. Like, let's see who like you know jumps out last, yeah. right? So of course, sometimes we get hit. People will flip over. That's how the dude stop. Right. But usually the dude stop because it's a parked car. <laughs> yeah. That right, was at the good. bottom. Yeah. You know, so we were like ah. You, and know? you know, one time I saw a kid get wedged underneath the parked car because <laughs> he was like just small enough where his head <sighs> fit under the car. And I'm not shitting you. His the guys head. with the van came down and no. said, Johnny, I don't know what I'm going jump on your <laughs> That would have been perfect. No, this was even funnier. The kid, somehow, uh, to this day, if you ask me to the physics of it, I can't explain it. But you know when you get to the curb, like in New York, there's a curb, and it's maybe like, what, Phil, three, four inches from Something the curb like to the street, roughly? Yeah, look, you know, when, one time I me measured it against my cock, <laughs> and it was, like a, it was like a quarter of my cock. <laughs> So yeah, that that's about right. Yeah, three, okay, yeah, no, three, yeah, yeah, four inches. Right? Yeah. So there was a combination of a car with a high clearance and the curb at the foot of the city steps. The kid was going full speed, but I guess he was trying to break a record or something. He never tried to stop <laughs> until like it was way too late. He gets there. Don't ask me how. His head got wedged between the car and the curb. <laughs> Oh, man. Now, he didn't break his fucking neck, oh. but like, he was stuck there. Yeah. And now, of course, when a kid's stuck with his head under the car, everybody freaks out. Like, your first inclination is to run away and leave the fucker there. It's like, <laughs> sorry, man, every kid for himself. You know? No, and we kicked the, the motherfucker there, right? But <laughs> there were a couple of us that were so scared. Like, what the fuck if the car pulls out and nobody notices he's there? You know? right. Plus, the kid was being a bitch. He was screaming and crying. I can't get out. I can't get out. I don't want to die. You know, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Typical yeah. gay shit. But anyway... So there were two or three of us that literally had to lift him up by the legs. So like <laughs> to straighten out his yeah. body with his neck. And then the other kid had to go take his head and hold it sideways. And we had to pull him out. And Damn. I swear to God, I, look, I could have been imagining things because I couldn't have been more than 12 at the time. Right. I thought I heard a pop on the way out. Ah. You know, like, like, like a fucking champagne cork popping. Yeah. And the kid came out and I swear he was sitting on his ass like this. He was you know, like that. And he goes, okay, let's do it again. And he just went to the top and he did it again. That shit was, da the more I think how we did it, it's a miracle none of us really died during yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, man. That was anyway. fun times. Yeah, fun times, city surfing. Okay, two more games that I played, Phil. Let me tell you, see if you got them. Did you ever play Bulldog? Well. In some boroughs, it might have been British Bulldog, but it definitely Bulldog. I, I don't know. Describe it for the viewers right. and myself. So in Bulldog, there were maybe between 10 and 20 kids, right? And usually you played in a gym, but it could also be played on an on outdoor basketball court. 
So one kid would sit like in the middle of the basketball court at center court, you know, the circle where the tip off is, right? They would stand in the middle. All the other kids would line up on one end line all the way at the other end. And uh, the kid in the middle would go, ready, bulldog. And he would yell that out. Everybody at the one end line had a bum rush and get to the other end line. Okay. The guy in the middle, his job was to grab whoever he could literally by the neck and bulldog them to the ground. You know, like the pro wrestling bulldog? Yeah. And you would see kids like grab them and ride them to the ground by the neck. And the rules <laughs> were you had to grab them by the neck. Like if you, you couldn't clip them, excuse me, or tackle them by the waist. You had to put them in, almost in a headlock and slide them down, which of course is the most dangerous way to tackle somebody because you could break their fucking neck. Right. Anyone you got and tackled then became your partner in the middle and would help you tackle ah, the next rush. That's got cool. it? So then this would go on until there was one guy left. Oh my God. <laughs> and now it's one guy trying to bum rush across 20, trying to literally grab you by the neck and wrestle you to the ground, right? Wow. They were legends of the one kid who maybe made like three go rounds without getting bullshit. Well, that's some bullshit right there. No, I'm telling you, there were legends about like guys like that. Wow. Like we had Greek Nick in our block. Greek Nick. Legend was he made six go rounds. Oh shit. Before he got bulldogged finally. Like he just finally gave up. Oh and, damn. Like, myself, I won that game once. I must have played a thousand times. I won that game once. Okay. And I only made it across once. Yeah. Like when I turned around, that was it. I was like, once right. I made that one bum rush, and the one bum rush was because I caught a kid with a good stiff arm. Yeah. Like we weren't, I just, you know, ran, and I was slow as fuck, but I was, yeah. I was heavy. So kids had a tougher time bringing me down. But this one time, don't ask me why, there was just one kid in front of me. And I put my, you know, right under his chin. And I fucking, that kid became like, you know, uh, steamrolled. Yeah, it was an angry run if you watch it. Right, right. work. I just put that guy down and I barely made it across because kids then would chase you all the way to the other end line. Of course. So I made it across once. That yeah. could be the proudest, mo my proudest sporting achievement in my life was making it across a bulldog just once because now it's one against 15. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I have a question though. Yeah. Greek Nick. Yeah. Was that the dude that got his stuck between the pavement and the car? Because that dude got no <laughs> neck after that. You're not grabbing nothing in that game, Bulldog. You know, Greek Nick don't got no neck. <laughs> you're right. It wasn't him, though, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, Greek Nick was, I'm trying to think. I think he was like a guy who owned a gas station somewhere up in Palm Bay. Wait, you play with an adult? <laughs> No, he, I mean, he ended up I know, way. I know. I was just I'm playing with your about, small like, balls. I'm talking about, like, this was legend. Like, by the time I was playing Bulldog, Greek Nick had retired. You know? Oh, okay. Like I, I got hall, you. He was in the Bulldog Hall of Fame, I guess. You know, it was like, <laughs> everyone would talk about, yeah, remember that one time Greek Nick? And there would be, like, the 20-year-olds who would sit on the stoops and yeah. watch, like, the teens play. Yeah. And they'd be like, fuck you. You guys aren't as tough as Greek Nick. Like, there was a legend oh, around wow. Greek Nick, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, even some of the black kids were like, yo, you hear about Greek Nick? <laughs> you know, and it was like, what? You know, it was like, yeah. oh, shit. You would think one of the black guys might have the record, but it was Greek Nick somehow. But anyway, <laughs> uh, but that that was a great game, Phil. I love playing Bulldog. It sounds like fun. I would have definitely played that game. Oh, you built for it. Oh, yeah. Because I got no neck. Look, <laughs> I'm no all neck, traps. Their hands would slip I'm off your, your, your mask. You got, a, you got everything going for you. All right. And possibly now, the greatest... New York City street game ever invented. Uh-huh. You know what it was? What? Ping! 
What the fuck was that? You okay? I need to call a doctor. <laughs> Ping. I gotta call a doctor, man. Hey, look. Do, do you need to do signals? <laughs> I, yeah. Ping. Ping. P-I-N-G. That was the name of the game. Ping. <coughs> now, in, in subsequent years, I should say. <coughs> Excuse me. I've never heard of another area of New York City other than my particular couple of neighborhoods in the Bronx that played ping. So maybe this was localized, but ping was this game where, first of all, you had to have an enclosed area to play ping. Mm -hmm. So in the Bronx, that typically meant one of two things. It was either like a church basement, uh, a school gymnasium. You had to be indoors. Uh, you couldn't really do it outdoors. Or... Like a couple of times we played on in New York City, like some buildings, when you go to the roof, mm. they have like the cage over the roof. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So it would be an enclosed uh, roof with the with the uh, cage. Right. But they had padding on, on the rooftop because it, it was obviously meant to be a playground for city kids. Right. You know, like Manhattan kids or Bronx kids. So every so often you'd run into like a caged roof that you had access to. And here's what ping involved you'd have at least i'd say between 15 and 25 guys okay so girls couldn't play this no this was a very sexist game only only guys could play <laughs> um and you had to show up with a spaldine uh-huh or a super pinky oh uh, yeah i remember those nobody showed up with a super pinky and i'll you'll see why in a second so most guys showed up with a spaldine or one of those blue handballs if you were really vicious, you showed up with a blue handball, and you'll see why. Some kids try to sneak tennis balls into the equation. Those were like reasons for disqualification. You'll see why. The object of ping was <clears throat> everybody would line up around the wall, around the perimeter of the enclosed area. So it was almost like seeing a rectangle, a human mm. rectangle, right? And everybody was maybe an arm's length apart on either side. Yeah. Okay? Then someone would, well... Ready, set, ping. The object of the game was to run around and knock everybody else out of the game. You wanted to be the last one in the game, right? Yeah. Right. How did you knock people out of the game? By taking <laughs> your Spaldine and hurling it as hard as you could into somebody's nuts. <laughs> Wait, so it had to be the nuts? Nuts. Oh, shit, ball on ball crime. Yeah. You could take out an eye. That never got you out of the game. Yeah. The only thing that got you out of the game was when some asshole would run up to you and they couldn't punch you in the nuts. <laughs> That's they what I would have been doing, like punching. Like, no, that was a foul. Yeah. What are we, faggots? No, right. you had to take your Spaldine yeah. and hurl it into the crotch of an opponent. <laughs> and for style points, uh -huh. every time you crotched somebody, every time someone got a nut shot, you had to yell, bing. <laughs> <laughs> and you would... Spend two hours running around <laughs> trying to, like, literally castrate someone. <laughs> That's why you couldn't use tennis balls. They were too heavy. Yes. So you might think, oh, it's covered in fur or whatever. Bullshit. That thing, you took a tennis ball. Now, also cheating, and it was a matter of honor, no cups. No, oh, no of course not. You had to free that. ball that shit. Yeah. So you would be running around, hurling, <laughs> you know, and there were rules you learned really quick, man. First of all, you always had to say ping. Because yeah. it wasn't any good without saying ping. Right, right, right. The second thing was, 
you learn to be humble on the court, Phil. That was a lesson we learned in life. Even in victory, yeah. you had to be humble. You know why? Why? Because one time, I there was this little son of a bitch. Every time we played ping, he managed to give me a nut shot. Yeah. Like he was a little midget or something. So he had a small strike zone. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. Like you couldn't find his nuts. From right, right, right. Away. But he always managed to like run right in front of you and go, yeah, huh, ping, you know, and it would be like from two feet away. He had a pretty good arm, and you'd be on the ground holding his nutsack. Oh man! Right? This motherfucker. One time, I caught him. He had just nailed somebody, right? And I saw him, and he's jumping up and down, you know, like the way midgets say, yay, ping, 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 ping. So while he was doing that, I popped up behind the guy he pinged who, by the way, was bent over and on his way to the ground, you know. Uh, and I just <laughs> popped up behind him and went, ha ha! And did one of those overhand, like, sliders right down into his nutsack. Yeah. And it was the one that hurt because it didn't hit it head on. It hit his balls on the down, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. That little midget fell the entire two feet to the ground. You nice. Know what I'm <laughs> so he's on the ground, and I go, bing! And I'm jumping up and down like, yeah, motherfucker, finally, ping, ping, ping. And while I'm celebrating, this other motherfucker runs up. It was a Puerto Rican kid. He fucking sidearmed, like Pedro Morales sidearmed, right into my nutsack. It might have been like a 60-mile-an-hour ping. It just went right into my balls. And I can only imagine how funny it looked because I'm a big guy. Like, even then, I was probably six feet tall at that yeah. age. You just see me bend over at the waist, and you might have heard this, <laughs> and I just did the slow collapse. Yeah, yeah. Now, you always fell on concrete or the padded concrete. Right. And I'm holding on to my nuts. So what was the lesson? You don't celebrate your victory like that. You win and lose like a man, Phil, holding your nuts and crying. Yeah. No, I hear that. Yo, I, if I played that game, right, if I play that game, you, you remember that scene in The Matrix yeah. when he was like going like this all the time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My whole strategy would be different. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, you coming? You going to throw that shit? Cock so big, use it like a bat. Bang, you going to get the fuck out of here. Home run, nigga. Home run. But you know what was part of the strategy, by the way? What is you that? Know, people, it sounds stupid, right? Like, oh, how hard can it be to nail someone in the nuts? Well, first of all, figure out how you started, right? Like, remember, I told you you're starting an arm length away from the guys on either side of you. Well, think about it. What kind of quick drop step do you have to have to like run out, get in an angle where you can immediately hit someone in the nuts? You can't do it. It's almost impossible. Right. Unless the guy fell asleep at the beginning, right? Yeah. Then you're running around. Now, remember, it's freestyle running. There's no like stop and go. It's perpetual. Mo that was the other thing. Eventually, people got tired because you never, there was never like, okay, time, somebody got hit in the nuts. You just swept those guys off to the side. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you would have your sponge ball or your Spaldeen, right? And you'd be running around and you're trying to like look for an opening. And let's put it this way. 95% of the pings were off of distractions. Like some kid just pinged another guy and you had to get him in that split second, right? Right. The other thing is, once you, if you miss, if you threw your Spaldeen and missed, now you, the only way you could get a ping was to go find your goddamn ball, pick it up again. That's why most of us would put our initials on the Spaldeen. Yeah. So you would avoid dispute like as to, whose ball you were picking up. You had to pick up your Spalding, you know. So you would run around, like if you missed some cocksucker, now you're running around defenseless. Now you gotta dodge all these Spaldings and shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was like, it was like an exhausting, aside from painful, obviously, it was exhausting. You know, you'd run around and you're like, ping, ping, and you would hear this shit all the time. 
And the reason the guy who hit you had to say ping was so like you you would whip your head around like who got pinged? Where is he? Where's the next? Where's the next one coming from? You know, you like you look around. Yeah. Um, there were some bastards that wouldn't say ping, so they were more they try to be stealth, like they nail somebody in the nuts and then they would just stay quiet. So you also had to look out for they like oh you right, know, right, like, right, right. of pain, but yeah, ping. And as contradictory as it may sound, that was a man's game, Phil. Yeah. And, you know, there's a life lesson in there, Phil. We already said there was one life lesson. Don't celebrate too much. Uh, right. You win, you never know when your loss is coming if you celebrate too much, right? right. So you got to keep an even keel. The second thing you learn is life kicks you in the nuts, yo. Oh, man. You got to be able to get up and kick it right back in its own nuts. You can't just hang out there. That's why these kids are soft, Phil. Soccer. Let me tell you something. Soccer has no life lessons like this. Soccer tells you to look for a referee so you can get a tie. <laughs> ping, Phil. Ping yeah. taught you to be a man. Yeah, but yeah, and, and, you're nuts. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, I can imagine, like, if kids play that game today, yeah. like all of them will be doing like the Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs, <laughs> just tucking their shit Tuck in. Tuck that shit in. Yeah. That's well, what you they know, be it's doing. It's never your dick that hurts in ping. It's always your balls. Of course. It's not your cock. It's yeah. your balls that hurt. That's right. I'm no. lucky because my cock covers both my balls. <laughs> you know, one time there was a kid who was rumored to be using a doctored handball. What? Yeah, there was this one guy. I think he was Chinese. I'm not 100% sure. The goddamn Chinese. He's fucking Chinese. Trump was right, yeah. Yeah, Kung Flu. <laughs> there was this one. I, I, I say Chinese, but... I, I'm, I guess I mean Asian. He, he might have been Japanese or Korean. I'm not 100% yeah. sure. So I, I'll say Asian. That's more appropriate. One day he shows up and everybody, he was like a medium-sized kid, you know, but every kid he was pinging, like they were crying tears, you know, like, oh, fuck, you know. Now, full joking aside, the reason you pick a, a, a pinky or a Spalding typically were those things hurt, but they weren't deadly. Right. They had compression to them, especially the pinky. For those that don't know, sometimes a pinky was referred to as a sponge ball. Yeah. So they were softer, a little heavier, but softer. Yeah. Some kid got, found one of those blue handball types that were harder to begin with. But I guess they were from China or something. They were denser. So if you cut them open, they were like this thick. Oh, yeah, I've seen those. You know which one to Oh, I know about. what you're talking about. Maybe they're made for paddle ball more. I'm not sure. Has to be. And he started using that without telling him. But, but when you looked at it, it was like a blue hand. Yeah. Dude, that little cocksucker was pinging people left and right who were crippled. Yeah. Like two weeks afterwards. Like, I mean, they may have had to go get their balls drained. For wow. Him, you know? and, and then I think that kid paid for it, though. Like, some of the other kids were like, yo, man, you disrespecting pinging by putting yeah. in a fucking right. illegal ball. They might have beaten the shit. I didn't partake in it. I don't yeah. know. But the rumor was they beat the living shit out of him. Because wow. he wasn't from another neighborhood. He wasn't from our area. Gotcha. You know? uh, so he was like, yeah, I got you. Pearl Harbor, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for tariffs, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So anyway, Phil, games we played as kids. Yes. What do you think? Uh, I, I wish I was young again and played that shit. Are you going to teach your kid how to play these street games? No, nah, man. He's too busy like this, man. <laughs> <laughs> Too busy like this. Yeah, yeah, my kids the same way. Hey, man, you want to go play ping? No, I got YouTube to watch. Yeah, right. I hate uh, to admit it, my own kids turning into a pussy. Um, all of them, man. I hear you. All of them. <laughs> all of them, man. All of them. All right. 
This has been Big John on All The Way advising you to get your kids out in the street so they don't grow up to be pussies. Yes, sir. Until next time, this has been Big John. And I'm Felix. Peace, y'all.